Crappity crap, crap, crap. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck them all. Fuck it. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <clears throat> it is Sunday, Steve. It is. You know, Sunday evening. So why don't we just get right into it, Steve? Go ahead. You, you, you can mute and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, Steve. Once a week, three laddies come together from distant lands to talk about Bigfeet, Martians, Ghost, Time Travel, Chupacabras, and the Sweetwater Legend. I think we're all huge fans of the Sweetwater Legend. This is the Fortean Slip. With your host, Chris York. Say no to Quaaludes? Fuck no. Wait a minute. No. Say yes. Co-host Steve Elkhorn. I take a break, shut my camera off, go yeah, to the yeah. And sometimes special guest Matt Knapp. Just right accept it for what it is and just watch it and enjoy it. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you want. If you're looking for entertainment, you may have come to the wrong podcast. But what they do have is a very particular set of skills. There are no cows. No cows. No cows were harmed in the making of this incident. We often wish that your relationship went much like that of the praying mantis. <laughs> I thought that was a reference to everything being green. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Carry on, gentlemen. I'm going to do something else for a little while. Wow, Steve, would you like us to stop the program so you continue to do your shit? You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Yeah. Wait, wait, Welcome. wait, wait, wait. Welcome to the forty and slip. I was just I was just purelling my hands. Just doing your part. I was I was purelling my hands before we start the show. You know, gotta gotta be safe. You gotta touch this microphone. God only knows where I've put it. <laughs> right in front of you. <laughs> I hope you haven't put it anywhere else. Uh, well, no. It pretty, much, it pretty much just sits on the, the little boom here, and I move it out of the way all the time. And sometimes it falls down because <clears throat> it doesn't hold well, and I have to retighten everything to oh, have it hold one. up. And You got one of those cheap-ass booms. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what like nice happens one. when you get older. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I would like to get Matt had sent to me one night the blue uh, boom arm Ooh. that yeah. is very fucking. Did you ever wind up getting it? Yeah, I got it. It's nice. Oh, you fucking. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. <laughs> you got to be careful with that son of a bitch. Why? <laughs> it. It's it's pretty tout. It's pretty tout. I think you could hang like a cinder block off that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like it's definitely designed for those big ass blue microphones. Oh yeah, because I mean this one, if I don't keep up on tightening everything on it, the the microphone will fall down. This will fucking not. If I try to keep this up, it'll 
go right down to the fucking desk. There's no, it, it loosens up over like period of like a couple of weeks. I have to mm. crank everything back in. I haven't, I haven't <clears> had the same experience with this one, but we, I'm sure we got different brands, but mine's just as cheapy. It yeah. I mean, good. that's what this is. It's, it was nothing it spectacular. Um, and you know, it's, but it's worked, it's worked fine. I, I was looking at that one night though, with, uh, with Matt there, the, the blue boom arm. Oh, and I, I would like to get that one, but I'd like to get a new microphone too. So I probably would wait until I do that. Uh, but other than that, I can't believe it. We're in the midst of week. What would you call it? Week one, gentlemen? It feels like week 37. <laughs> right. <laughs> I keep having to start the timer over. Yeah. <laughs> start the restart the egg timer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm pretty like, it's, it's weird. Like some days seem normal and other days seem like, whoa, this is like very odd. <clears throat> Cause I live in a really quiet place anyway. <laughs> So around here, it's quiet generally all the time. <clears throat> but there are some nights we've gone out and it's been like fairly busy. You know, because we've gone out like a couple of different nights this week, like I think three, because we had to because to get supplies, you couldn't get what you needed when you'd go out. So you'd have to go out like different times. There was one night we went out to four different places in order to get everything that we needed. In, in one trip out. It was crazy. What's your uh, supply level like now? Do you know? Um, I don't know what it's what it's at at this point. Um, I know uh, the other day uh, the paper goods were still all wiped out. Um, the eggs were pretty. It was slim pickings, but they, they had started to trickle back in in some areas. <clears throat> Bread gone. Um, it's still just kind of pandemonium out there as far as trying to get that type of stuff. I have, and, yeah, I mean, our, we have the same situation here. Everything's still like the, the paper goods and the eggs and the, the milk is pretty good, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I mean, canned foods all fucking gone. My wife had to go to two stores today to get what we needed. Yeah. And we only had a short shopping list, you know, just to restock so that because tomorrow the, state of Ohio is stay at home, you know, uh, stay at home law. So yeah, my mom has been uh, <coughs> trying to acquire eggs for a while now. And she uh, called me up the other day and she said that uh, the Walmart neighborhood market that she goes to, she got there early and everything. And they finally had eggs. And there was like three people at the egg section in front of her. And uh, so she, you know, was standing back waiting for them to get theirs. And she said those three people took every single egg. Our save, our save a lot. My wife went there today and she said they put a limit. You're only allowed one cart. Yeah. When we when we went uh, to Sam's Club, that was what it was like. I do have something to say about this whole uh, panic buying bullshit. Okay. Every year, me as a reseller gets blamed for taking the hot toy away from the children. <laughs> now, now you motherfuckers are taking the fucking toilet paper, the fucking eggs, the fucking canned foods, 
<laughs> and everything else away from the elderly people. Who Listen, really you son of a bitch. If <laughs> yeah. I want to buy out those fucking Cabbage Patch dolls, I will. Saying. And I don't yeah, even fuck buy your tickle me Elmo. <laughs> so guess what, motherfuckers? This year, game on. <laughs> Same fucking people. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> it's it's just been weird. Like I, I when I did the news, I did it all on cancellation stuff and the fact that Seattle looked like a ghost town. <clears throat> um. You know, I, I mean, it's and it's it's been like I said, it's been kind of weird. You, you, if I go outside of my normal, the normal area where I live, which is quiet, it's still generally quiet. Like normal times of the day when it would be busy, it's not. The stores aren't really packed. It's weird. <coughs> it's it's here definitely it depends, a weird time. Here it depends on where you go. If I'm yeah. going to go to where we go to shop uh, at the Walmart and stuff, it's still normal. You know, people haven't slowed down there, but in yeah. my little town here, looks like they've slowed down quite a bit. And yeah, people are a, just people are just sticking home. I did go out. <coughs> I, I had to have my son sign his tax forms because I did his taxes for me. Yeah. Uh, I had to go get him to sign it. So I stopped at a salvage store that I go to once in a while just to find some product to resell, you know. And uh, I was the only person in there. For, for about an hour yeah so yeah and it's like i said it's been listening. it's been pretty like i said pretty barren you know when we've gone out to the stores it hasn't been a lot of people and people are generally you know staying away from each other you know they're they're trying like and i i'd mentioned uh excuse me i think i had mentioned it on uh the show with holly yesterday the governor here opened up uh fishing for everybody so if you want to get out and go fishing you can without a license until in april 30. you did that i saw <coughs> the normal fishing hole I, I drive past this place i've been driving or going past it since i was a little kid and there's a you know where the, they have angler parking there that place was fucking packed today <laughs> so I mean, obviously, you're out outdoors. Your chances of catching the virus outdoors are a lot less than indoors, obviously. But there was a ton of people there. Well, I mean, and you can go out like in groups of like two, and and you don't have to be like right on top of each other. And fishing, you're generally more than six feet apart anyway. Yeah, you're not gonna. I mean, as long as people follow that rule and aren't like you know jamming all into it one on one dock, you know, to fish on a lake somewhere or something, you know, then then it makes sense. Like if they're spread out, cool. This was and it gives people the chance to get out, you know, especially while everybody's kind of like in. So I don't understand why they're doing that thing. Like where you guys are like housebound. We're not housebound. I mean, we're allowed to go out and, you know, get our groceries. <clears throat> you can walk your fucking dog. You can even go to the park as long as you're not on the playground equipment and that kind of stuff. Playgrounds are shut down, but not regular parks. Mm -hmm. You can walk and you keep the six foot distance. And if people would just comply by that shit, they wouldn't have to make fucking orders. You know? Yeah, that's the you problem. Just doing it. Well, and and like of... they were, they were, someone was uh, mentioning like uh, before they shut it down, the, the kids down at spring break who were just like, yeah, we don't care. Ah. Yeah, guess what's happening now? <laughs> yeah. He's got the coronavirus. Yeah. A, a news report on it. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, 
what was it someone was saying how do you how do you relay that to them to fucking cut the shit and it's like you know try to explain to them you know you know maybe you won't have a problem with it but you take it home and get your grandmother sick you know or whoever nah that doesn't work that doesn't work either no no you're gonna have to either like make an example and like start arresting these fuckers or they're going to have to kill their grandma yeah. I mean that's the sad reality of it. Yeah, and then right. even whenever that happens, their peers will be like, "Fuck your grandma, she was old." <laughs> yeah. It's just Oh yeah, the fucking internet trolls. <laughs> yeah. Jesus it's Christ. Just mentality. I've got to say though, in my area, it seems like the younger people are actually the ones following the fucking rules. Out here, it's the old people. I mean, I run into the, the old people all the time. Still out and about doing their thing, you know, no care in the world. So but a lot of I'm old not, people I'm are like that. 70s. Yeah. A lot of old people are like that where they're like, well, I've lived a long life. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to let it stop me. Yeah, but you don't yeah. want to die of this thing. This uh, yeah. My, my cousin's grandma, uh, which <laughs> that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> his mom married my uncle. Her mother uh, is in her 80s and most likely has it. I mean, she's waiting for her test results to come back. And she did the whole, like, she had a fever and felt flu symptoms and lied about going to the doctor and like, oh, I'll be all right. If I still feel bad tomorrow, I'll go. And like, did that. she's been driving to Arkansas to watch her granddaughter play basketball games and stuff and just ignoring everything and just running around like she normally does. And my cousin's like freaking out about it. He works uh, for a Lowe's. He's a manager at Lowe's. And they had a customer come up there this week calling from the parking lot. Uh, hey, could you all bring out a lawnmower that I ordered online? I'm supposed to be in quarantine, but I wanted to come get it anyways. And they're like, no, uh, we'll deliver it to your house and leave it on your step. And then you can do whatever you want to with it. But we're not coming out there and contacting you. People, people just. <laughs> I'm in quarantine. But I'm at Lowe's. <laughs> Do you guys remember when the, the the Ebola scare happened? And there was a, a woman, a nurse. Was it Ebola or one of those weird ones? Uh, and the nurse, nurse in Maine. Yeah. And they wanted her under quarantine. They wanted her to stay in her house. And, and she just fucking wouldn't. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, I know better. But... You know, and she just went out and, and everybody was just like, if you just stay in your fucking house, people would feel safe for fuck's sake. Well, you I know, saw, but this is one I, of those cases where people are being quarantined and they're fucking still going out. Yeah, I saw where a guy was like the first person to be arrested because he was like in doctor ordered quarantine for the coronavirus and he like was leaving and going places. Ugh. Yeah, because, you know, that's more important than... Yeah, it's two fucking weeks, man. Like yeah. that post you made where you're like, you know, here's our opportunity to save the world by laying on our couch and watching TV. <laughs> yeah. like, why is that so fucking it's hard the easiest fucking thing to do yeah. in the world. I mean, crazy. I mean, it Grabs, sucks. If, it sucks. You know, if, if, if you're having a problem like being able to afford food, there's a thing called ramen. If you drive around enough, you will find some somewhere. I promise. We have not had problems getting ramen here. Yeah, exactly. Loaded with ramen. Yeah, Dollar Tree. 
Ramen is fucking everywhere, and you can fucking eat that shit forever. So just fucking chill out, sit down, pop on Netflix, <laughs> eat your fucking ramen, shut your mouth. The Witcher, it's fucking great, man. I mean, sit down and watch that. Go watch The is... Sopranos. By the time you're done, this will be over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My wife has been watching every disaster or quarantine movie. Or... <laughs> and they're playing I, them all over cable. I almost fucking put on Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. She's seen it. I almost fucking did it the other day. I came like this close. Yeah, I'm not going to do it because some of those movies, I remember the one with Will Smith. What, what is it? I am legend. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I am legend. This? It's a, it, yeah, that's a it's fucking scary though. If you think a about remake it. of a remake. Yeah, I know. A remake of a, but I'm just saying that. that movie scared me when it came out the first time. I ain't got to fucking watch it now. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Watch a there's good the, outbreak movie. There's the movie monkeys. Yeah, like post a fucking picture of like a zombie and be like, I'm going to tell my kids this was COVID-19. Just tell them I Am Legend Legend is a documentary of 2020. Yeah, this is New York. (laughs) Oh, God. Did you guys see the meme that I posted? (laughs) Grandpa, what did you do during the 2020 coronavirus? I was a tail gunner on the end of a Charmin truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking crazy shit that's going on. Like, what in the hell? I mean, and Hollywood—we were talking about uh, yesterday that they are—they have a serious shortage of the masks that they need in uh, her in in the family practice where she works and everywhere around like it is a huge shortage and they uh so they were like what was it she was telling me that they were doing they were they had like one half of the building was using masks and the one set of masks and the other half was using another it was really weird I was they, like, uh, my I went to my doctor uh, the other day and donated what I most of what I had. There's I'm saving some of the better ones in case the local hospital needs them. But the doctor's office needed some because every everybody who walks in the door has to have a mask on. They issue it to you at the door. They were running low. I had a couple thousand, you know, from most of the low end stuff that I couldn't even sell during the, <coughs> the original uh wave of that stuff. But they don't care. They need yeah. it. They want it. And well, take it. Holly was saying that they were they were saving them for the you know the people who were showing any type of symptoms. Yeah, here well, there's a place here. There's a small town just south of Tulsa, and the doctor at the medical clinic in that town says that uh, they're completely out of masks. They've been out of masks. They can't get any supplies. They can't get any tests. They haven't been sent one single test. Uh, she was 100% positive that it's been community spread, you know, where she's at. And uh, they're having to like hand make their own masks just to handle daily patients. A lot of, a lot of hospitals and doctors are asking for people at home to do it. Joe and I got Fabrics, John Fabrics is taking collections of masks that people make at home to distribute to hospitals. Wow. I got blasted on because. <laughs> And I've never done this before, which is surprising for me. 
the local news station here uh, posted an article yesterday. Breaking news. The Oklahoma City Thunder NBA team and all of the staff have all tested negative. Now, it was Oklahoma City was ground zero for the NBA suspension this year. Right. Because they were going to play the Jazz, and one of the Jazz players had it. But that Jazz player never entered the arena, but they still shut it down and, like, evacuated everybody and tested everybody. So, like, I went on there and left a comment. (laughs) And I said, you know, if I have symptoms and I call my doctor, they're going to tell me to stay at home because there aren't any tests. But pro athletes that don't have any symptoms can get tested no problem. And people came to defense of the fucking athletes against me. And they were like, well, they went to a private lab and you got the money to pay for a private test. Why aren't those (laughs) private labs giving states their tests if they can do that? Right. Whenever states don't have them for the people that really need them. Yeah. I mean, some people would say the same with politicians, but we got people in authority who have to run this fucking thing. Right. Those guys should get the test. Athletes, Young athletes so in peak physical condition? Yeah. No. I don't think so. But, w- I mean, what's what's the issue with the test? Like, all I keep hearing about is there's all this issue with the test. Like, whether, you know, how long they take, you know, where they're coming from. Do we have enough? Like, what the know. fuck? Like, can we not, like, put a rush on that shit? Can we not put out YouTube tutorials on how to make fucking testing kits? <laughs> our governor said sake? that our governor here said that the <clears throat> process was they only send you 500 at a time. So you yeah. put in a request for 500, then you put in another request for 500, then another request. And depending on where you live, like Seattle gets tests first. They get the majority of the test because they're in the worst location now. Matt, can I say based on what you've told me about your governor? (laughs) I'm just telling you what I've heard. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the truth of it is. I know they're working on a 40 or a a test that, you know, a rapid test. And they're trying to get that distributed. And I know it's actually out because... Uh, the vice president had a test yesterday, and he knew the results in a few hours. Yeah, they, so they are getting a, they are better. getting a faster test. I just don't know what the the issue is with getting it out. And I, you know, I I don't I don't mean to use that as a segue, Matt, but Joe Exotic, you're uh, did not win governor of Oklahoma. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> I just governor. I have to know I have to know you didn't vote for him right no oh, okay good no good 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 I kind of make it a general rule not to vote for anybody that has a mullet or or dresses in blue leopard print no that doesn't bother me <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my fucking god so I now I was not unaware of Joe Exotic, so don't get don't get the idea that I had no clue. But this is what the the coronavirus uh, isolation has done. Yes, yes, that man there. Uh, I also have this Steve for us. I have uh, his lovely uh, shot there. Uh, this mug. <laughs> 
They let him keep the 12 earrings, though. That's surprising. Hey, you know, that's as they should, as they should. But doesn't he look much more sinister in his mugshot than he does normally? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and, and uh, I, like I said, I, I did not go in. I did not come across this documentary that is now on Netflix called Tiger King. <laughs> um, by the way, um, uh, I did not uh, just all of a sudden fall upon Joe Exotic. I had heard about him back when he ran for president. <laughs> of the United States? E- yes. Hmm. <laughs> the Tiger Club Association. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need somebody like Joe Exotic. And like so, so he fucking does this goddamn presidential campaign video where he's like, my name Joe Exotic. I am not going to cut my hair. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I am broke as shit. <laughs> that was his fucking presidential yeah. campaign. Video. I just wanted to run for president because, you know, it's just bullshit. Uh, so that's how I had had my introduction to Joe Exotic. I it thought you not- were going to stay from his hit single. I saw a tiger. Oh, I saw a tiger. <laughs> And now I understand, Matt. Now. now I understand. I mean, is that his way of saying, like, because he's a gay man, is that his way of saying, I saw a pussy and now I get it? <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> so that's how I had my introduction to him it was through talk radio. I had heard people talking about him when he was running for president. <clears throat> so I come across this fucking documentary on Netflix and I'm like the other night I'm like this is what we're watching fucking hold the fucking phone plowed through most of it with the exception of one episode last night um, and which was I think we we had watched like three or four before that uh, and finished it up today Oh, 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 oh my god if you have not checked this out get the fuck on netflix and watch this documentary it is a roller coaster ride of fun and excitement it has everything and when i say it has everything i mean it has everything it has fucking uh a polygamy uh mm. polyamory Ooh. Uh, 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 like cult shit going on. Uh, it has uh, murder for hire. Oh, that's a good one. It has a gay man who wears a fucking gun on his hip, likes to blow up Tannerite, and has two husbands who are straight. Well, <laughs> are they really though? That one guy without the teeth, I'm not so sure about. Well, here's the thing. I've watched the documentary. The people that were around those guys were like, yeah, Joe Joe fell in love with straight guys. If you thought they were both banging chicks all over the place. Yeah. If you thought Timothy Treadwell was an aberration, (laughs) you were fucking wrong. (laughs) Oh, this is a thriving community. (laughs) Dude, you can keep fucking Timothy Treadwell. Motherfucker, I, I'm Team Joe Exotic. <laughs> a tiger ate my arm 
<laughs> and I was back at work seven days later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? What? The yes. Fuck? Now I'm going to have to watch this thing. Oh, oh, dude. It is. So anyway, so to, to get a little backstory on this, this guy, he, he sets up this fucking zoo down in Oklahoma. Where is this place in relation to you, Matt? Very south. Backyard. And a little west backyard. Okay. Right. And and they're actually they've they've actually moved it or they're in the process of moving it closer to Texas. Yeah. If I if I you know from watching the documentary. But anyway, so he sets up this fucking zoo. And now initially, and this is what I found like fascinating about this documentary, is that a lot of these people who get into this big cat thing get into it with the intention to do something right, something good. And then it somehow goes horribly wrong. But, but do they? <laughs> or are they just saying that? I See, I think in some cases, I think they do. They get into it. Ultimately, like, I think with, with, with Joe Exotic, I think in the beginning... I think he got into it with the best of intentions. And I think then he realized how much money he could make off of these things. And it went from there. I can tell you from seeing the running theme of style in this community that there's a couple of individuals in the Bigfoot world where if they ever get the opportunity to uh, capture and breed Bigfoot in captivity, oh, these guys will be all in. Oh, fucking. Well, if you watch the, the trailer for this this uh, documentary, this guy comes, he's like, I've met monkey pe people who have monkeys and people who have these other, you know, other animals. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's monkey like, monkey people are assholes. Asshole. Weird. And the, but... and the big cat people are backstabbing pieces of shit. <laughs> but why, why, why is it always that these big cat people either end up get, getting eaten by the fucking thing or do something really strange and weird at Something the end? about getting in a pen with an apex predator. Dude, I'm telling you. Then you get this Doc Antle guy who's like, he's over on the like East Coast somewhere or closer, closer to the East Coast. He he's got like this whole he's got like two or three wives. Like he's doing that shit. He rides around on a fucking elephant. Rides yes, rides around on a fucking elephant. Not at the park. <laughs> just, just in general. Around. <laughs> down to the down to the convenience store. Uh, yeah. The first thing when I saw that, the first thing I thought was, what if that elephant takes a shit? <laughs> like, does, is anybody coming out to clean that fucking thing up? Or and like, and like, whenever you see older pictures of him, he's like any Motley Crue fan you can imagine from the eighties. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Now he just looks creepy. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So then they go through the stories of how he like get how his wives came to be or how his his women quote unquote because he's he's got more than just his wives. And he was he was telling the story. And he's like, oh, yeah, this one came on when she was like, you know, 18, 19. And she's been here for 16 years. And then he'd go to the next one. And it'd be the same fucking story. The next one, same fucking thing. It's like, dude, so you've just been picking off fucking youngins? Yeah. 
I waited for them to get legal. Well, you, you, like I watched the <laughs> yeah. first episode and maybe ten minutes of the second. Like so, like you saw where like the chick that used no offense to anybody for using the word chick. Sorry, the young lady that used to work there who no longer works there. Oh yes, yes, yes. Was still like I'll always love him and everything, and said that like one of his things was like finding virgins or people that were close to virgins, and using that to bond with them and yep make them employees of an exotic animal park. Yeah, you know what? You know what I th- I found that that portion of it uh very similar to was the what they do with the people uh in Scientology. Or where they period. without without the sex part of it, they get the, the they make the people feel like they're part of this community and that they have to do this work very cheaply. You know, because that's the yeah. other part that I found about out of with this documentary. Uh, all of these places had their their little way of getting people to work on the fucking cheap. All these little tiger zoos or big cat zoos. Yeah, and you see the owners living in like these huge freaking houses yeah. on huge expanses of land and yep. driving like all these crazy vehicles and stuff. And then you're gonna work. That chick said a hundred dollars a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah, so so Doc Antle has all of these people working for this shit wage. Then you've got this woman, Carol, whatever the fuck her name is. She has like the she supposedly wants to stop everything. Like she's batshit crazy too. Oh, she's fucking yeah, she's, she's out doing of doing the same stuff. shit all those other guys are doing. So you got her down there. All of her people are volunteers. They work for free because it's considered to be like this nonprofit organization that's trying to stop the uh the the breeding of cats and the use of of cats big cats in this way but that's horse shit because she's doing the same thing like matt was saying yeah. she's doing she gets, the same fucking thing she gets 10 to twenty thousand dollars every two weeks from facebook videos yeah and then you had joe exotic this joe got <laughs> his Joe went and got me too, his- man. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe got his people from like the dregs of society. Like Joe oh, would get people who, let's say, may have had a checkered past. Joe gets the people that come up to you outside the convenience store and ask if they can bum a cigarette. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so. But I, this is what I will say about the people that they showed in the video that worked for Joe. They seemed like, for all of their faults, they all seemed like decent people. Like in the in the like the way they would talk, you know, the the one guy would say said at the end of it, <clears throat> not that it gives anything away, uh, but you know, I I, you know, I just miss my animals, you know, and like he. You know, always thought the he thought the best of Joe, even in the worst situations. Well, because you have situations where you're right. You know, the the people that Joe targeted or hired or however you want to put it, you know, those are people that are judged by society, probably don't have shit other than this. And here's a place that gives them purpose and a connection, you know, because we've all maybe not Steve. But <laughs> we've all been connected to our animals at one point or another. 
You know, we know what it's like to have a pet that shows you affection and unconditional love. And they get that from these animals, except. And they get it on the scale (laughs) of this, this animal that most people don't have any connection with ever. Right. You know, this huge cat or, you know, these, all of these cats, because he had more than just tigers. He had freaking lions, ligers, fucking. The the one person that I didn't think belonged, you know, the whole like one of these things is not like the other. The Tony Montana guy. The Tony Montana guy. The Tony. Yeah, like Tony Montana was like based off this guy. He was like a huge drug oh, kingpin oh, in Florida. Yeah, 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 I forgot about and that. Like had a private animal collection. Yes, like, and he was the guy that they had the hard time getting in to see. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he belongs in this group. I think uh, he's just like an eccentric drug dealer that likes exotic animals. And yeah, he's he, yeah, he was a little different in that case. Yes, I uh, went to his office and like he had like different things that he collected, and one of them was like a human skull and spine that he <laughs> had like in a bookshelf. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. creepy. He's a, he was a weird guy. Like the way he talked about stuff, like he talked about a murder. In such a nonchalant way, it was like, yeah, I like this guy killed him, and yeah, he came to me, and yeah, I helped him out, and da da. But he's like, how do you tell a judge that I didn't use the circular saw on his neck whenever I was standing there when it happened? (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Like, how how do you like how do you go from like that conversation, like just naturally? Just like it's just nothing, like another day, like I, yeah, you know, I, I did that. That was part of that. Yeah, like this guy killed him, dumped him on my property, and then he wanted to burn him, so we burned him. Yeah, yeah I was just, you know, one of those and whenever he was talking about his his drug kingpin days, <laughs> he was talking about the scene from Scarface where they're taking briefcases of money to the bank, and he's like. No, I just yeah, did that, that by myself. I did that, but they had a big fat guy carrying a bag. I I pulled, just pulled up in my Corvette. I called him ahead of time, and I just carried it in my cell. Yeah, and like, they didn't have, and they didn't have any machines to count that shit either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was, that you're right though. He did not fit into the mold of these other guys. Even that guy that they showed that wound up getting involved with the the guy that took over Joe's Park. Um, that weird guy. I think he's from Ohio, Steve. Actually, I wonder if he's the guy that let all the fucking big cats go in Ohio. No, no, that was a guy. Himself. Yeah, that was a different guy. Um, but there yeah, was a guy from like West Virginia or South Carolina or something like that. Uh, that they kept on quoting, and he was talking about how like you know Doc Antle was his mentor <laughs> and everything is like. And I told him he didn't have to teach me shit about animals. I just want to know how he got all them women in line. <laughs> and like he was just all about the trim. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. There, yeah, there was one that's all they talked about was trim. Yeah. And that's what they called it too. I was like, get the fuck out. And he looked like David Sheely of Skunk Ape fame in Florida. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like any one of those people could be inserted into the bigfoot world oh yeah absolutely it, it was a cavalcade of characters yeah 
you know, you like like I was saying, the the guys that worked down at uh, Joe's place in Oklahoma, yeah, the one guy had no legs. You know, you had the other guy that was like, I don't know what he was, he had been in jail for, but most of them had like half of their teeth. Yeah, body parts <laughs> missing. Like, <laughs> one um, of them had their arm chewed off by a tiger. Methamphetamines. Yeah, the all kinds of tattoos. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? I, I, I like that one part where his, uh, double amputee husband best friend was talking about how like <clears throat> you know we made a pact that if if it ever went too bad we would kill each other we would shoot each other and like that day i wrote our names on bullets and like he pulls out this revolver that's like a oh, yeah. black tiger stripe pattern like this expensive looking handgun and he pulls out the bullets and he's like here's the bullets right there and it's just like sharpie scribbled on a bullet <laughs> I was expecting a little bit more for some reason. I thought it was going to be like engraved. Yeah, something, something cool, not just like scribbled Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the I'm telling you, the, if if you have not sat down and watched, I was fucking floored the entire time I watched this thing. Like the first night we sat down to watch the first few episodes, I didn't want to stop. And then last night we watched until it was like almost like three o'clock in the morning and then we finished it up this afternoon it i i was all in all <laughs> fucking in and what was the deal whenever the the girl that worked there got her arm bitten off he's running around joe exotics running around in a paramedics jacket yeah <laughs> the dude is like he was all about like, like if you if you watch any part of that like he was all about me, 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 me. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. And people even said, if a camera was on, Joe was on. Like, that's the way he was. Like, he had to be the center of attention, you know? Like, that one He had his own line of underwear. Dude, that one time at the funeral there where he fucking got up, spoke, and then did his own song. Yeah, I was like, that's classy. What <laughs> the fuck am I watching right now? Like if you like, went to an exotic watching. park, like if you went to a, a private zoo to see tigers and stuff and afterwards you're like going in the gift shop for a souvenir. Do you expect to expect to find sex creams and underwear? <laughs> like his own personal brand? <laughs> And then they're like, is this the underwear you wear? And he's like, no, I free ball it. Like <laughs> I, I love I love how when he when he ran for governor, he gave out condoms with his picture on. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> Dude's the best. I, I, I couldn't help it. Like I was I was locked in. Like the minute I heard it, I saw the trailer. Because I didn't even know it was coming out on Netflix. I just all of a sudden saw it on the the homepage there when it popped up. And I was like, wait a minute. I know this dude. And then I heard the fucking voice and I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I definitely know this dude. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I just raised tigers, man. I am broke as shit. <laughs> but that whole story, it is, I mean, it is a, it, like I said, it is a roller coaster ride that will take you up and down and all around. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. You know, because I, I I said to, said something to Katie. I sent something to Katie about it. She's like, "This is next on my watch list." <laughs> well, here's the jacked up part that they didn't mention. This is pretty common in Oklahoma with like, the with the cats, just exotic animals in general. Oh yeah, the exotic animal trade. Like, there's another guy, uh, another Joe, as a matter of fact, that goes by Safari Joe, oh. who like somehow managed to buy like our water park here in Tulsa and like buy a restaurant across the street from it. And he drives a giant truck. That's like designed like an alligator. And he's owned these little exotic animal parks out in the middle of the country, like several different ones. He lit one of them on fire. Uh, he's gone to court being charged with statutory rape several times and like served a little bit of jail time. And he wears like a safari outfit. He looks like, you know, he used to look like a uh, Fabio basically, except not as buff. Ah. And he'd wear like the safari shorts and shirt everywhere, just like around Oklahoma. And he'd show up places with like exotic animals just in tow and walk around the grocery store with like a boa constrictor around his neck and things and like fabulous that. Fabulous hair. Yeah. And I knew a guy. Uh, that I went to high school with who got into uh, lizards and reptiles and stuff. Oh, and he would all known people who've got yeah, lizards and, and, and he would buy them from Safari Joe on the black market. That's where his supplier was. And like the dude's thing was young women, you know, he liked 17, 18 year old girls and he was like in his forties. And then there was um, another guy. <laughs> I, I've actually been to one of these parks. That was out in the middle of nowhere. And it was just like somebody's backyard with a bunch of cages and a bunch of like crazy animals in the cages. Like I was a little kid, so I wasn't looking at it from the standpoint of like, oh, this is horrible and tragic. I was like, oh, wow, it's a mountain lion right here. <laughs> Things like that. Uh, one time I went over to a guy's house. It stunk real bad. He was like, let me show you something. I was literally there taking somebody else. Not, not myself at the time. <laughs> Somebody else was there to buy drugs. Uh, we go into the guy's back room. He's got a four-foot alligator in a homemade enclosure in his bedroom. He's like, man, you know anybody that wants an alligator? It's getting too big. <laughs> like, how did you get an alligator in Oklahoma? Like, Dude. He was like, this was back whenever Steve Irwin was still alive, and he was literally like, trying to reach out to Steve Irwin to come get this alligator. <laughs> oh God. In Oklahoma. Dude, I, I, so Maine is one of those States where you can't, you're not supposed to have a lot of different shit, <clears throat> but of course that doesn't stop people. Right. It never, it, it never does. You know, everybody's still going out and getting their shit. Um, <clears throat> when I had my fear of spiders, I had wanted to get a spider um, and I traveled to New Hampshire because they're illegal in the state of Maine. So I went to New Hampshire and got a tarantula years ago. God, I don't know how many years ago it was now, 
Um, but you had people doing that type of shit with all kinds of different pets. And now with Craigslist and everything, like the, the animal trade is crazy. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure like hedgehogs, you're not supposed to be fucking in a lot of places. You're not supposed to be selling those. And I see them all over the fucking place. It's gotten pretty nuts. There is a, another guy that got arrested here and fined for uh, selling tortoises. Yep. He is going out and collecting turtles and selling them off the internet illegally and had made like a lot of money. <laughs> oh, my you know, like my granddad used to catch snapping turtles and sell those. Is that it? Yeah. You can't, you can't sell wildlife. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's all regulated and licensed. I know he had some sort of uh, permission to do some of that stuff, but I don't know about turtles. Now, one time you could. This isn't like... No, this is the 80s. He didn't happen to put any frogs in your house, did he? No. No frogs. <laughs> well, right. we caught frogs all the time. Oh. Big-ass snapping turtles the size of a 55-gallon drum, the bottom of a 50... That's how big those fucking things were. Oh, yeah. In his pond that, there. I, I, I had one... I, God, I wound up putting it in like a five gallon bucket and it would, it barely fit in it. Like was how we get it. Like that's how we moved it. Uh, that thing was huge. It went out. It was when I was living with my ex-wife went out onto the lawn one day and see this thing. And I like had to get the dogs back in. This thing was huge. I mean, the mouth on it, that thing latched on anything. It was going to take a nice big fucking chunk mm -hmm. out of you. Um, and the claws on the legs, just like, I was like, holy shit. Uh, you know, and I just wanted to get it away from the kids. I wound up calling my, my ex's father who was in next door and he took it over to the pond, you know, his pond, put it in there. But it's like, holy those, mother those motherfuckers can get big. Oh yeah. Big. And the ones, my grandfather was selling them for people to make soup with. I guess yeah. turtle soup is a good. I've never had it, but he would. He also had a mink in a cage. He had raccoons. He had. He'd sell uh, oh, yeah. rabbit, woodchuck, and anything people wanted. We'd trap it and he'd sell it. He had a produce farm, and people would come there. And, yeah, but it, you know, he sold that shit too. I remember one time I saw at a fucking fair. I saw somebody with a a raccoon on a leash. Yeah, raccoons. We always had raccoons. Uh, I thought that was fucking weird. The raccoon eventually. They, the raccoon and the mink lived in the same cage. They were friends for many, many years. We'd catch fish and throw them in the water, and they'd and then go in there and catch. You the wrote fish. a little children's book about it. <laughs> no, but eventually the mink would like be really annoying to the raccoon. It would it would uh, crawl on top of it and crawl underneath of it, and you know just annoy the fuck out of that raccoon. Do mink things. <laughs> One day. The raccoon said, okay, fuck you, and killed the son of a bitch. <laughs> raccoon killed the fucking mink. It's crazy. My grandparents found a baby raccoon trapped in a trash can years ago when my mom was a child. <clears throat> and they brought it home, and it was, you know, my mom and her siblings' pet, and they raised it and everything. And eventually, the raccoon hit puberty. And once it hit puberty, every time you'd walk in the room, it'd start jerking off. <laughs> and so they had to get rid of it. And my my uncle had a pet raccoon for a long time. And my stepdad had pet skunks, wild 
pet skunks. You know, they were the mother got killed, got hit by a car, and he found the babies. They say they, they actually say that skunks will make really good pets. Yeah, he raised them for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the I don't know how much truth that. I, my father had a book series that he had me read when I was really young called Homer Price. And Homer Price has a pet skunk in it. It was an interesting little book series. You used to be able to buy pet skunks. They would be descented or something. but Well, they're in the same family out. as ferrets, and they descent yeah. ferrets. So they, they, you know, they take out their scent glands or whatever. I don't like any of that stuff. You don't like any of those types of animals? No. Yeah, they're it's a it's a they're strange type of creature. Weasels, minks, ferrets. Minks I mean, I'm okay with them pets. living in the wild. Yeah. But as pets, I'm I'm because <coughs> usually whenever people have those type pets, it's the type of owner that wants to force the pet on you. You know, yeah. like look, I got this, and you know, yeah. like hold it, hold it, hold it, and lets them run around loose and I, I just don't like that. I remember when the big ferret craze hit when I was like a kid mm-hmm. and there were people everywhere with them. And there was this one woman that would take, she had like two of them and she would take them into the grocery store with her. They would be like in her shirt. Yeah. Was, yeah. I remember people, people doing that. People are shit. fucking weird. People I'm get really it. weird with pets. I'm glad it's not a craze anymore. Yeah. You don't like that. Well, no. I mean, what are what are you really doing to those animals? You know, I mean, I, is it I abuse? Like it. No, I it could be considered that way. I don't know. I think we should do like Joe Exotic and go get some Tannerite, blow some shit up. Joe Exotic was banking though; he was making a lot of money. He 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 was, but he was blowing a lot of fucking money too, man. Yeah. Now he was he was lowballing all the prices. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> two thousand for a tiger cub seems kind of cheap to me. He that 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 stuff was just crazy. What was going on? I mean, the amount of money he had to be dishing out because, like, they were talking about like one of his husbands' like drug habit, <laughs> like, and that he basically paid for it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like that's where all the fucking money went. <laughs> Meth ain't cheap. <laughs> Shit costs money, Steve. <laughs> and the, oh, that one scene where he's like, <laughs> if you're an animal rights person and you come on this property, this is what's waiting for you. Oh, and yeah. He shows him like shooting into the pond. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be an animal rights person, Joe? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but when I, I read a little bit prior, because uh, Chris sent me, see, he just sent me Joe Exotic and I had no clue what the fuck he was talking about. So I looked it up, obviously. <laughs> and he's, you know, put out this contract on this animal rights activist's life, uh, the, the crazy lady. And I'm like, wait a second, he runs an animal park where he's supposed to have rescued animals. <laughs> Doesn't that make him the same thing? I mean, it, it didn't make well, any sense to see, me. That's but. why the whole thing is bananas. The whole thing is bananas. Yeah. When Matt says the woman down in Florida is doing the same shit, he's not, he's, that's completely true. She's doing the exact same shit that the rest of them are doing. But she has a huge internet following and fucks with their business. 
Yeah. That's why they all hate her. And yeah. she goes after all of them for animal abuse. Shutting down her competition is what she's doing. Basically, yeah. Because and I'm assuming animals and saying, you know, well, she's a rescue. Yeah. You know, but while, you know, but having tours and, you know, yeah. doing photo op stuff and all, like, like, man. And was it that Doc Antle guy? Was His name's not Doc Antle. He acts like he's a Swami. His name's like yeah. Kevin or something. Yeah. But it, <laughs> yeah, it's like Bhagawan is what he calls yeah. himself. It's like, what the fuck is that? But like, it's supposed to mean like master or lord or some shit. And that's what he has his fucking women call him. But he said it was like on a on a sliding scale, like any type of like amusement theme park or whatever, which doesn't make sense. But his ticket price started at like three hundred and forty dollars a piece to go look at his animals. And he said that like sometimes tickets are upwards of six hundred a piece. Yeah. And it showed like a guy and his wife who's like, we've been here three times. This is the second time this week. Why wouldn't you just afford it? If I won the lottery, I'd give them all my money. Like what? Why wouldn't you just go to a regular fucking zoo? (laughs) That is because the zoo doesn't bring the tiger out and let you pet it. Right. Because they, Oh, I didn't know they they let them do that. Interaction with the tiger or the lion or whatever it is that they want. I'm okay. Just going to the zoo. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my yeah. hand anywhere. Is that interaction that. worth the other $300? <laughs> my, the best one though, is the, the, the couple that were using the tiger cubs to have other women come in to have sex with them. That was my favorite of the, of the bunch. Like the one, the ones that were taking the tiger cubs loading them in a fucking suitcase, taking them up to hotel rooms and getting women to fuck them. Do you know how many guys have gotten laid by strippers because of a snake? I mean, same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Puppy dog, dude. Want a photo shoot with my Burmese? Like, come on. Yeah. If if, if you haven't used a, a pet to get laid at least once in your life, you're an amateur. Siegfried's been doing it for years. I did. I used to. <laughs> I still have that pet. <laughs> we won't, we'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> no, th- that was my favorite couple there. The one, the ones that, uh, the ones that were uh, using the tiger cubs to get women to come in to fuck them. That, that was great. Oh God, what a fucking cavalcade of carnival of fucking characters though just what a bunch what a what a community and and then at the center of it all fucking joe exotic like that this this fucking gem of a fucking (laughs) human being but it seems to me that they're all fucking crazy all of them the whole fucking they are they are i mean even the ones that they didn't show on tv matt gave a couple examples yeah, there's and there's many more. There's there's more of these people. And the guy, the guy from around here, and it's not far from here either. Fucking let them all go. Yeah, that's one of the things that they talked about on oh, the yeah. uh, in the documentary. I can't remember if that was the the thing that kind of got him into doing the documentary. Uh, was that uh, or and it, and then someone was like, "Hey, you ought to look into the these big cat people." 
Yeah. And there was some, there was another guy not that far from here that had big cats and I, something crazy went on with him. I can't remember what it was, but it's, it's like, it seems to me that every fucking one of them is fucking nuts. Well, you had the Ohio guy that released all of his animals on the town and then yes. killed himself. Yes. And then the one before that, uh, I think the guy died during sex and they cut, or maybe it was the same guy had been, somebody, some exotic animal owner there in Ohio had been busted and like died through asphyxiation and had like a ball gag in his mouth or something. It was like in bondage at the time. <laughs> like there's been a couple instances in Ohio involving exotic animal owners and like strange newsworthy events. Ohio is a strange place. Steve, you moved to a strange place. I want to tell you that right now. I came from an equally I've, a strange place. I've driven through your entire state. Yes, so have I. And <laughs> I can say, whew, it's a bunch. There's some nice places here. It's it's a bunch, Steve. Let me just tell you. It, and in fairness, you see behind you what Oklahoma produces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think the same can be said though of any state, really. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you can come through Ohio and see some weird shit, but I can go to Maine and see some weird shit too. Yeah, it's called Biddeford or Lewiston. It's it's really simple to find. Just ask me, I'll tell you. They call it. They don't call it the Dirty Lou for nothing. Old Lewiston. It's a, and, and I mean, you drive into it. I hate to say it, but it's. Pretty much a fucking shithole. Hate to say it, Lewiston. I come, I come from a state. Well, I come from a city that is known every time it gets on the fucking national news for something really fucking oddball, like the pizza bomber guy, you know that kind of shit. So, Ohio's a step up. <laughs> the pizza bomber guy. Fucking... Chris knows what I'm talking about. There was a documentary. Oh, the yeah, the Brian Wells. Yeah, the, the uh, what was that? The genius evil genius documentary yeah i mean uh, the, where they put the collar thing on his neck collar bomber, yeah yeah that's what yeah. he's talking about that's where i come from yeah i remember you uh sent me a picture yeah my yeah no, i go yeah. my goodwill i go to is right there right across the streets it's right in the same plaza <clears throat> i mean just so ohio's a step up let's put it that way ohio's a step up yeah i know right <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Johnny Carson once said of Erie, Pennsylvania, that if you want to go to, if you want to rob a bank, Erie, Pennsylvania is the place to go. I mean, he said it on fucking national TV because we had the highest amount of bank robberies in the country at one time. Shit like that happens around us all the time. I mean, it's just a fucking, it's funny. We never get on the news for anything. Yeah. Every place has their fucking, every, every, every state's got their riffraff. Every, you know, every area at it. It's just a matter of looking. <clears throat> but yeah, the, I, I could not. When I came across this gem, I was like, I couldn't have come across this at a better time than this fucking whole like uh, just chilling out at home. Shit. Plow- Where does a man buy a fully sequined long sleeve shirt at though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, his wardrobe was amazing. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't have the sack to wear half of what that man puts on his body. No. 
Yeah. When are you going to do the hair? Those guys, though, that fucking, they can do it. Like, they can, they, and even if people fucking tell them they look like a fucking jackass, they still, they just do it. Here's the thing. With all of this, knowing all of this, if you found yourself some, for some reason, meeting Joe Exotic, you'd fucking like him. Oh, probably. Probably. You'd think he's weird as shit. You wouldn't fucking want him to come over to your house or anything. Oh, no. No, but if I could interview him, like yeah. if I could <laughs> interview fucking Joe Exotic, are you kidding me? Hands down. I'm in. I'm going to guess he's... Uh, oh, you can. He doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to give it away, but Joe Exotic <laughs> might be uh, tied up for uh, a little while. Let's just... <laughs> Oh, it's, I mean, people can Google. Yeah. Well, they pretty much, if you watch the trailer for the documentary, they pretty oh. much. <laughs> How do we forget? <laughs> With Joe Footnote Exotic. asterisk. He's also a magician. Oh, <laughs> yes. Fuck. You're stage right. Stage magician. He used animals in his fucking stage magic. <laughs> that he learned from like a 14-year-old boy. Tell me, okay, now, the, when they said that in the documentary, did you, did your mind immediately go to Joe fuck this kid? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Actually, no. Actually, no, because I don't think Joe is the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the my brain immediately went there. Okay. And then like the kids started talking and everything, or he's like an adult now. Yeah. I think they got, they, they did get him. And then I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe not. But it was just like, my brain instantly went to, he fucked this kid. But and the like, offer was on the table. I'm sure throughout like, the relationship, hide my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a blow job? I'm just saying. Make your cock disappear. <laughs> now you show me a magic trick. You know, the cat's penis is barbed. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if you take some time, I, I think it's like eight or nine fucking episodes of just pure, as far as I was concerned, pure enjoyment. Like all of it. Steve, you and your wife would love this. Yeah, I'm not sure she would love it, but I certainly would. Oh, you do. Oh, sit down to watch it. Yeah. And then right in the middle of it, just reach under the couch and pull out a magic kit. <laughs> and just be like, hey, let me show you something. Want me to pull a rabbit out of a hat? <laughs> reach down into this hat. <laughs> Joe Exotic, Steve. You, you'd fucking love it. I don't have Netflix, though. Hmm. I'll steal it on my uh, fire stick. I'll be good. Yeah. How's uh? I mean, I you mentioned it on the one of the other shows, so I'm I'm gonna ask you how's how's the uh the drug cocktail working out for you, Bob? The drug cocktail. Yeah, that you got put on. Remember? Oh, it's not a cocktail. Well, anything's a drug cocktail that you get put on. They 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 have to figure out your dosage. It's like a cocktail. I was on a uh, uh what was it? A stimulant. Today was my last day on it. I'm doesn't seem to do much for me. So I can I'm tell a, you're bouncing off the fucking walls, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just all over. Full of energy. I mean, it's uh, it's 
to fight the always tiredness type thing. Yeah. And it works until about 6.30 to 8 o'clock at night. So during this show, I get really tired. Why don't they I, just... I think you guys have noticed that. Like, why don't they just hook you up with some fucking good old fucking amphetamines? What I need is uh, something for my anxiety. That's that's the whole root cause of everything. So I need to get that fixed. Hmm. See, that's a rough one. And I, I'm always worried about saying like, oh, excuse me. Well, you need this or you need that. Like, I know they make. Excuse me. Jesus, I can take up. I know they make stuff for anxiety, like Klonopin. And uh, Valium, I know like the benzos are all like uh, in that family, like Xanax. But I don't know that that's a, like a, I don't know if that's a, pro if those types of drugs are the proper answer to anxiety. I don't know, but I do need to figure this out. It's, yeah. It's gone on too long. What I do you think? Go into details. What do you think it stems from? If you don't mind me asking. Because yeah, I don't think you've ever mentioned anything about it before. Yeah. And I. I keep it to myself for the most part, but yeah. I have some huge issues that need taken care of. So I'll talk to you more some other time off uh, the air. Off the air. Yeah. But you know, um, cause for the longest time, like I thought like you, well, you've known me for a long time. Yeah. And when I got sober from pain pills, I started using marijuana a lot for my anxiety and also to transition myself. So I was like, to me, that was like a quote unquote at the time medicine, <clears throat> you know, and the interesting thing that uh, I found when I got off of it for the 28 days or 26 days, whatever, how many fucking days I took off 27, I think it was um, that I didn't have that anxiety issue that I thought I would have. I wasn't like fucking, oh, shit. Well, the way you I know. look at this issue is that if I can be normal for a period of time, a, a, six months, a year, two years, then when I come off of that, maybe I'll continue to be normal. I just maybe need to teach level. myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I yeah. hear you. Because I don't that, think anyone should stay on drugs for any for uh, for extended periods of time. I think like any anyone who goes on any type of psychotropic drug and stays on it for years and years and years, you're doing like. I think they wind up doing severe damage in the long run. So, I mean, I think if you can use them and then get off them and then train yourself to, you know, but that's also hard. I'm sure as uh, Matt can assure you, <laughs> I know Matt has some issues in that area. It's all hard. It, what's we, that? We all have issues. All of it's hard. Yeah. Well, it's like, what? what is it that, that they say, you know, like uh, with uh, certain issues like they people tell me all the time to just stop doing this it's like don't you fucking understand i can't yeah. <laughs> i didn't have anxiety my best friend did and it used to drive me nuts and i i mean there was a time whenever we were on a road trip together and he started freaking out on the way home and like i pulled over on the side of the road and jerked him out of the car and screamed at him for it i was like dude you're gonna get us both fucking killed if you don't calm the fuck down it's all in your head you need to stop this is ridiculous get a hold of yourself you know and then it was like i was cursed like a year later i'm doing the same shit flash forward yeah and, uh, 
people who don't scary. deal with don't don't deal with anxiety have no clue. Right. And and well, I yeah, when it hits you, it's debilitating. My first my first foray with it was when I got when I was on when I was on pills. And I finally came to the realizations and I had to get off of it. And I knew like what it was doing and what I was doing to myself. And that anxiety that I wound up having from that whole issue of like, everybody knows that was the hardest thing for me to get over was everybody fucking knows. And I had to deal with that. I mean, I think just the term anxiety is part of the problem. I think there needs to be a different name for this, you know, the actual mental condition of having anxiety disorder that's separate than the word anxiety that everybody has every day. Everybody knows what anxiety is. Everybody faces. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, because whenever you try to talk about it to people, they instantly go to like that oh, feeling yeah, that too. they have when they have to pay bills or, you right, know, right. And it, pulled it's over. Not, and, you it's know. not like the thing that makes you not able to move. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know. I, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experiences in life. This, my anxiety issues, getting a new job is the hardest fucking thing in the world for me. That's why I'm a reseller now, because if I were to go out and try to do that now, I would shit myself, literally. I, I can't do it. And it, it's been that way all my life, you know? And so, and, it, and it's things that don't even matter. You know, some of these things, I went to the store today and I had an issue, you know? It's that kind of thing. So I need to get that fixed. Yeah, no, you there, do. There's, there's a lot of, I mean, people just don't get that part of it. And, and it's tough, man. It's tough living that way. But we can, I made it through this fucking coronavirus thing has got me really fucking. <laughs> when when you throw something the choir, like, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. But when you throw something like that in on top of an already, you know, you yeah. already have issues and I'm not scared to get the fucking thing. You know, I'm doing my best to stay away from it and keep my hands clean and do the shit you're supposed to do. But it fucking scares me and it shouldn't, you know, and it. Well, here's the, I don't even here, want to leave the fucking here's house. Here's the thing, okay? This is something that none of us have have gone through. We, this has never happened in our lives. We've never experienced anything like this. And right now, it's not like nothing has really been affected. And when I say nothing, somebody has been kicked affected, Charles out of the fucking chat. I'm sick and tired of that son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm sick and tired of his bullshit. I I don't know if I can. Kick I, him. I don't get angry very often, but. He's the fucking problem right there. Read his fucking comment. That's the fucking problem. You still get fucking sick anyway. So what the fuck are we in quarantine for? Get the fuck out. <laughs> dude. 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 Like, shut the fuck up. Like, uh, yeah. And his earlier comment. I Earlier in the show, I said, forget the fucking politics. We all got to get through this thing. Our politicians are doing the best they can. And Chris was just about to say, we've never been through anything like this before. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. Yeah. And that goes all the way to the fucking top. And no, people I, like you are fucking the problem. Yeah. And all the I'm way sorry. to the bottom as well. <laughs> and I've been meaning to say shit to you for a long fucking time. I don't even want to hear you. I don't want to see you again. Get the fuck out. Sorry. No, well put. No, I, I was just saying this is something we've never experienced before in our lives. And, like, 
okay, so if we can all just stay in our homes for the whatever the allotted time or, you know, minimize our contact with other people, you know, the reason they had to shut everything down is because people won't stop going places. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I've had to tell family members, will you fucking stop it? Just stay home. And they're not going to listen. You know, but my, my thing with this whole, whole thing is, you know, right now everything's okay. Like we've all gone out. We all went out, bought our shit. We're all hunkering down, but people are getting laid off. Companies are closing down for uh, periods of time. Lots of money is going to be lost. And when we get through this on the other side, if we can all fucking stay home and get past this, and let the fucking let the virus run its fucking course and it's gone and then they'll have the fucking vaccine and everything will be fine. You know, except for you fucking anti-vaxxers who can go fucking screw. <clears throat> the rest of us will be okay. Um people aren't taking it fucking seriously but, though. But just it's a like, hoax, it's just, a government conspiracy. It. We just got to get through this. But what the fuck of it is is that we're gonna have to pick up the pieces on the other side once we're once we're through it. That's the bitch. Is that when we get to the other side of this and we all can come out of our fucking homes and go places, what's gonna be still around? How many businesses are still gonna are gonna be able to open? You know, what's this gonna do economically? Like, for example, for somebody like me who sells a lot of stuff on Amazon and ships things into Amazon, they're not accepting anything but what's on their essential list. Yep. Grocery, medical, health and beauty, and that's about it. There's a few other things, but not very much. 90% of what I sell is not those things. So now I have to fulfill that stuff from my own home or not make any money. And I can't now go out and get any more of it. Yep. You know? So I have to hopefully have enough here to last me through this thing, which is so far I'm doing all right. You know, the online sales obviously are up because people aren't out. But if they're up too much, then I won't make it through this fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? So there's got to be a fine balance for somebody like me. But I know, I know resellers who sell nothing on the essential list don't do any fulfilling by themselves. They send it all into Amazon. They're in trouble. You know, the guy that I talk about who... It was a really big seller and he, he, he paid for my hotel room in Vegas and all that stuff. He's in trouble. He's in trouble because he can't, all his business is done that way, you know, yeah. and none of it's essentials. And yeah. so there's going to be a lot be of fucking people in that situation. For a lot of people. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing that that's what worries me is not so much. And yes, there is an issue. If, if the, if the, if the hospitals get flooded, we're, we're also kind of fucked. Like, they do not have the capacity to take on the amount of people that could wind up there. And that's why they're asking everybody to stay the fuck home. Well, if you do get serious effects <clears throat> from this, they put you in ICU. I mean, that's the only option. There's only 100,000 ICU beds in the United States. Yeah. That's why they have... Everybody's posting all the, oh man, <laughs> I don't even want to go down this route. I finally found a conspiracy theory that pisses me off more than flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> People are like posting all these pictures like 
tanks on trains and oh, military movements. Like, no, they're <clears throat> moving shit around to make room so the military and the National Guard can build hospitals and more yeah. ICU units National for Guard dumbasses that won't quit going places. The National Guard is a support unit. They yeah. support whatever's going on. They support cleanup efforts after And it's under the command of the state, not the fucking federal government. Uh, why? Why? You're why? Not Get Do shot they always the have door. to go to those crazy ass extremes. I wow. think a lot of them is because they're scared, media. and this is the only way they can deal with it. They just make up but the, the me- crazy but the shit media. That way, they're not having to face it. The media is giving you the worst of the worst news all the fucking time, twenty four oh, yeah. seven right now. Yeah, the worst of the oh, worst. Yeah. We could have up to eighty percent of the population get infected. Uh, 30% of those, and not 30, but you know, they always give you the worst fucking numbers, not the best ones. They always give you the worst possible mm-hmm. case scenario and, and it scares people. So now, yeah. because that's, that's why everybody went out and bought toilet paper because somebody got scared and then somebody else got scared and they scared somebody and it just went through the fucking roof. Snowball. You know? And the media has to start showing people who are recovering from this shit or, you know, not, Give you the oh worst no, those are scenario. crisis actors, Steve. Haven't you heard? Tom <sighs> Hanks is a crisis actor now. Yeah, like, <laughs> wow. He's all these bad, the horrible things could happen. Uh, yes, the president of the United States does have the power and could say, "Okay, people, you're not listening." National quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. All I've of it could it. go on lockdown. We could have all of that, or you could do what the top health officials in the world. Are telling you to do and just stay away from fucking crowds stay away from other people for a couple of weeks yeah don't spread it and then none of that shit will happen yeah instead i see people still posting pictures of going to fucking restaurants and it's like uh, some states restaurants aren't closed yet but that doesn't mean you should go yeah like you know? people, listen you know if the restaurants haven't takeout or we'll make your food to go. Yeah, fucking have that. Go grab it and go home. Or well, now they have the making new, something at home for a change. Now the new trend, you know, in the viral teenage market, posting videos of you going to the grocery store and coughing on shit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Like you thought licking ice cream was bad? Now they're doing this. Well, you, you just... Because it's it, funny, man. It's so, uh, it's so funny. Yeah. I think, I think the problem... A lot of the problem is, and I have talked about it before, is they've cried wolf so many times. Nobody believes anything anymore, you know, and until it gets to be Italy here, nobody's going to. And even in Italy, their young people are not following the fucking rules, even when they can see it in front of their fucking eyes. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, what the fuck do you got to do to people to get them to listen? Well, I think ultimately, I think the, the death toll from this will be from stupidity sure you know that's what that's how i feel about it at this point and i you know i do think that i didn't take i i I did say this the other day i I do think i didn't take it seriously enough in the beginning i thought you know uh i definitely thought that it was being over uh, that a lot of stuff was being overblown and i shouldn't have um however my 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 stance on it has always stayed the same just don't fucking panic 
like the, the the news should not be creating fear and panic like they should be reporting things properly and people should not be panicking people should be just you know acting accordingly my cousin's wife had posted that thing about you know people don't need you know 240 rolls of fucking toilet paper and all this shit and you're just making things harder on everybody else if we could all just fucking work together yeah a little everybody does their part you pretty much have normal life yeah every announcement i've seen says stores are going to remain open for your grocery shopping yep uh Yep, your uh, essential uh, things, car repair places in Pennsylvania. I know they closed down the other day, but that's still open. If you need to get your car fixed, you can still do it. Auto parts stores, they're considered essential because obviously if a fire truck breaks down, they need to buy auto parts, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're essential. So you can't go to the vape fucking store or you can't, uh, you know, hang out at a bar. Drink at home. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's all everything is doable. And I feel like like Matt was saying, if we all do our part or if we're all like, you know, hey, I've got extra of this. This person doesn't have, you know, and like fucking share around a little bit, help each other out, you know, look out for one another. If you know somebody that's that's older, that has a harder time getting around or whatever, you know, help those people out. Be willing to fucking lend a fucking helping hand here and there. And I got to say, if you need some help, ask. If you know yeah. somebody who has something, you know, ask them. Hey, can you can you give yeah. me a hand here? Yeah. Also, don't be afraid to ask, but be afraid to be lending those helping hands to people because it's we're at a time where people are going to need it. And everybody has access to a hammer, you know, carry a hammer around with you. If you see somebody fucking up, take them out of the equation. Right. <laughs> what are we going to fucking walk in? This motherfucker? Hey, you know, <laughs> I, and, and uh, I know a lot of my reseller friends do watch this show. If you have masks, if you have hand sanitizer, think about doing the right thing and donating that shit. Yeah. That's what I've done with all mine. I, I made a little bit of money on it at the beginning, but you know what? Ain't worth it. Send it all out. Send it. I, I actually, Steve sent me a couple of fucking really nice care packages. I gave some to my neighbor. Um, I got some disinfectant wipes, so I can friggin' disinfect some shit around and here. After this is over, and businesses open back up, they're gonna have all kinds of crazy deals for you resellers to take advantage of and make tons of money again. I tell you. I, I yep. donated a bunch of hand sanitizer to the post office. I'm not doing it to get recognition. In fact, I, they wanted to put us on the Facebook page, and I told them no. The doctor's office did the same thing. Everybody I've donated to. I'm like, nope. And so they sent me a really nice card. You know, they all signed it. Everybody at the post office. It was it was nice. But I'm not doing it for that kind of <laughs> But I'm not record. touching the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I the did card joke with the girl. I did joke with the girl, you know, I'm trying to social distance, but I got a business to run and I'm, I'm trying to keep up with that. And, she, and I said, Oh, by the way, I got a card in the mail today and took her a second. And she's like, Oh yeah. And then we started talking about coronavirus and shit. She's like, send me a few of these. Yeah. You already touched the card. <laughs> she told me, she's like, you're done. <laughs> a few of these. Yeah. There's a couple other people who may or may not be uh, important to this show. 
that might be getting care back just in the mail too. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I want this show to go on. You know, I want to keep continuing to do what I do, and those people who are important to me, my doctor, my post office, my friends, are gonna get if I have something, they're gonna get it. You know. No, I've been using it. Like, the the stuff that you sent me. I've been using it. Like I said, I I uh, disinfected the the desk here that I have. Like I I'm not going out much, so I'm not like interacting with too too many other people. But when I go out, I take a little thing of Purell with me. I keep a little. And after I'm interacting with people, I put a little on my hands. You know, go to the next place I got to go to. Freaking after every interaction, I'm doing what I should be doing. I go home, wash my fucking hands. You know. Well, you know, you, <clears throat> Chris, have worked in retail. Uh, I don't, Steve, you may or may not. I don't know. Um, but if you've worked in retail, you've probably ran across the situation where sometimes stores use certain products that ha they have in their store and they just take it off the shelf, just like a customer, and write it off. You know, it goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Places. We used to do it with uh, God, citrus. Ah, God, it was actually an air freshener, but it worked great for taking the labels off the shelves. Yeah, so my stepson works at a big grocery store here. And for about the past week, they've been out of hand sanitizer, so they can't provide hand sanitizer to their own employees that are working the cash registers. Yeah, that's correct. Which are like hugely in harm's way. Yep. In this deal, you know, stocking shelves and handling cash from customers. And like, you know, so I did get my hand sanitizer is going to my stepson, you know, to take with him to work. Yep. And, you know, share with whoever he wants to. Or use you it some more. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm very appreciative. And, well, uh, you know what you can do, too, Matt, is if you get one of the smaller ones. The smaller little squirt yeah. bottle. You can and just empty out one of the bigger ones into the smaller one to have him take the work with it. Yeah. You know, so that he can, you know, that's plenty for a shift. Yeah. Oh, it's plenty for I have a little three ounce and you don't you don't need a lot. No. You know? And it's gonna take me a while just to use that little three ounce up. Yeah. And I mean the best thing you can do ultimately is wash your hands with warm water. Absolutely. You know, like so do that in the interim try not to, you know especially when you're at work these people that have to work you know don't touch your face if you can help it um you know it's it's hard to do like i, mean, I have glasses now i'm always touching my freaking face even when i had contacts i was always touching my fucking face it's hard to do but it, at least try to keep your hands clean you know and like i said hmm. just, my wife accused I, me the other day there's a wonderful documentary about Joe Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Multi my wife accused me, I got to say it. My wife accused me. I've never known for washing my hands. I've, I grew up on a farm. You know, we, I'm a guy. I mean, we're the worst. We're the fucking worst. And my wife accused me the other day that my hands are cleaner than hers now. Because you know what? I ain't spreading this shit. I'm not afraid to get it. I mean, I'm a fairly healthy guy. I do have some issues, but nothing major but I'm not afraid to get it, but I'm afraid of my mom getting it. I'm afraid of my uh, older friends, oh, yeah. getting it. that kind of shit. You know, we, we, we go to lunch with friends who have issues. No, my dad, my, the one thing, my dad, like the, uh, the first day of it, like after they had closed the schools and stuff, he was like, Hey, I'd like to go out to breakfast today. I'm like, uh, mm. hello. 
we canceled our lunch date two weeks ago. I haven't gone since. We didn't. Our friends well, did. Let's let's just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Chris knows the nightmare I've been living. I had my son <laughs> sign his tax papers today, yeah. and he wanted. He, you know, my son always wants to give me a hug. My he's my my oldest son, not Clay, or shake my hand or whatever. And I wouldn't let him do it. And I handed him a bottle of hand sanitizer. And I said, "Keep this on you at all times." And and you go to a store, use the fucking shit. And he's. He happens to be one of those ones that think this is way out out of proportion. I said, you're going to see in a couple of weeks that your dad's right. And hopefully not, but he's going to, you know, the numbers are there. Well, let's hope that the people stay away from each other and that this thing does not have the effect that it could, it could have. Uh, I mean, let's hope. Uh, I mean, you guys can... are, it's going to affect a good portion of of the population, but let's hope that we put a lid on it and we can be smart enough. I hope that that's the case, but I think that the problem is, is too many people don't want their life inconvenience. They want to go do the things that they want to do. They want to go on vacation. They want to go out and have their fun and they're going to get pissy. I, I didn't want any of this either. And I've resisted it. I've been out almost every day doing something generally just shopping but you know go to one store and come home that kind of thing but you know what the governor of my state says this is what they want and that's what i'm going to do and i think you know being part of the solution is way better than being part of the problem oh yeah oh and hell yeah that's where i'm going to be and it sucks i don't like being cooped up in the house all the time but i'm going to do it yeah you know, and i'm going to do it for as long as it fucking takes if it takes three months i'm going to stay here for three months i'll still do my grocery shopping i'll still Go to the, I have to go to the post office just about every day, that kind of thing. That's it, you know? And the weather's can, getting nicer. Like, yeah. Oh, outside. Yeah, yeah people Take will. Walk, and I, don't think this, dog. I don't think this is going to last for three months. I don't know. I don't think so. Looking you know, at other, it other depends areas. On us. Yeah, yeah it you're right, Matt. It depends on us, ultimately. But I mean, I think, China, you know, China sealed their fucking people up in buildings and welded the doors shut. And, and, well, they, and theirs was about three months. Well, the they they closed the schools here for an extended period, so now they're closed until April twenty seventh, I believe, is the date. Um, so it's like a it's another good month. I'm pretty sure they're going to shut us down for the rest of the year. Yeah, <clears> yeah I'm sure they all will. The way they're sounding, because I I read one report that they're what is it they're uh, suspending the mandates for like the testing and stuff for all the mm -hmm. schools. Yeah, so that makes me think they're just going to make this year a wash. All the colleges here have gone online for the yep. remainder of the semester. Um, there's no way to take the public school system and put them all in online classes. Um, so they're just going to have to like, I have no idea what's going to let happen. it go. And they well, don't know. I know my son has been, he's like, he gets his assignments. He does his stuff. And for, for most students, I don't think it, yeah. Some, if some areas can go online, like my town, it's impossible. I mean, they just don't have the, the, the a way to do that. The town, the school that I grew up in, they're handing the state books. What's it, that? Well, the interesting thing about the state of Maine is that years ago, when we had Angus King as governor, he put in this program where all kids get a laptop after they get to a certain age in school. So for us, for kids like, um, I think it's junior high and up, 
they have laptops that they yeah. can use to, you know, to uh, the school district I grew up in, the, the school I graduated from, they give you a Chromebook once you hit middle school. Yeah. And so all the kids over there, they can still continue their education and they'll, you know, there'll be some teachers sitting in an office at home, you know, running their regular classes. So, but here where I live now, it's not, it's not that way. They don't issue any of that stuff. They do have some online learning stuff, but it's, it's for, uh, students who have behavioral issues. Oh, my play, play was doing some online learning. He was like, I, I got, he's like, I got uh, social studies for this. He's like, but I'm all done with that. So I, that that's pretty much free time for me. And he's like, then I got this, but I, I pretty much have that all licked. He's like, and then I got this class and that class. And he's like, ah. but he, he's just like, it's, it's, it's awesome for him. Like he's like, yeah. get up. I just get up in my pajamas and go sit at my desk and do my schoolwork. You know, so he's happy as a fucking clam right now. Yeah. Now, but, I think what this will teach us is we have to have things in place like this. Well, yeah. Options. I also think that this is going to show uh, a lot of places that the infrastructure might be in place for them to do a lot more learning outside of the school, the physical school system, yeah. you know, and those, those students who structure money those students who don't do well in a school situation like my son <clears throat> could have benefited for years from a system like that yeah you know where he learns at his own pace at home yeah uh with maybe maybe an online teacher who gets on camera with him every once in a while or yeah. once a day or something, something yeah like i was talking about how they were going to do like uh uh, Google Hangouts or Skype or something to try and do stuff with the teachers. Um, but from what I can tell, it's just been that they get their assignments. They can get in touch with the teachers if they want through email or whatever. Um, and, um, you know, the, like I said, he's, he's been loving this shit. So uh, I just, I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I just hope we can get through it. And then once we're on the other side, I think the only saving grace to the other side of this equation is that once we are all, once the everything's been lifted and everybody's like, they're like, all right, everything is open again. You guys can go do whatever the fuck you want. Everybody's going to be so fucking cabin fever. They're going to fucking be like, just go spending money doing shit, yeah. which is going to help the economy. Well, whatever little money they have. Because right. Whatever. I little realize if have. you lost your job during this thing, and I know in the state of Ohio and the state of Pennsylvania, you file for unemployment, you get regular unemployment benefits, but the, all the restrictions are waived. You're good yeah. to go. You're going to get your check from the government, the federal government for most people. I don't know if I qualify because I'm self-employed, whatever. I don't care. Mm -hmm. you know, but for, I mean, you're going to have some help through this. Now for people who didn't have, didn't lose their job, but decided not to go to work, that's a different story. Or people who were going <clears> to <throat> get hired on a job and didn't start that's a, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, there's going to be some issues, but we'll work together. I mean, I'm sure look at, look at the fucking bipartisanship that's going on right now. We need that all the time, you know? And I know there's still politicians out there who are fighting and putting stupid shit in bills and all this stuff. But for the most part, they're working together. The governor of California, the governor of New York, the president of the United States, all working to fucking together. That don't happen. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is, this is good for our country in a way. In a, in a way, yes, you're right. Yeah. 
but it is in the way like let's just hope that it like i said we can get through all of it like let's get through this for now you know and just fucking people stop being fucking ignorant stop trying to buck the system or fight the power like right now like just fucking do your shit do your part you know, Don't be an asshole for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, more than two like our mayor here just made the suggestion, just talking about lifting spirits and everything in the community. He was like, take this time and, you know, put Christmas lights back on your house. You yeah, know, I heard about uh, that, like that Christmas light thing that they decorate were- with like rainbows and stuff like that. And like, I know this guy that lives here and heard about that and just made it a point to just bash the shit out of him. Like he's lost his mind. What does he mean? Put up Christmas lights. What is this Christmas <laughs> in March? And like, really? Oh, By the way, you know, I I'm selling some clear lights on eBay. <laughs> this is an opportunity, <laughs> Steve. If if you guys need to do that, I'll, I'll be happy to provide them to you. Yeah, the lights yeah. have rainbow decoration packages and Christmas lights available now. I, I do have one more thing to say to my reseller friends who may or may not be watching. Stop going out and sourcing at retail stores. Yeah. It's it's probably not the best. And I've said this to them on other shows, on my reselling shows and stuff. Listen, we've got to take this. I've done it. I did it today. You know, but we need to stop doing it because those are the dirty, some of the dirtiest places in the world to go to. If you think about it, people touch everything in those stores. And now you're touching it. Now you're bringing it home to your children and your parents and your family and stop it i agree learn another way to source it's always there's always other ways yeah i agree um on that note i'm gonna wrap this fucker up gentlemen uh everybody out there seriously stay safe be fucking kind to one another please i know for some of you that's very hard especially you trolls on the fucking internet. Uh, but be kind to one another. Be nice. It's not that fucking hard, uh, especially th- during this time. Like, we, we've, seriously, we should be there for one another. Don't fucking, you know, like I said before, if you have someone, a neighbor or whatever, who can't get out and around, just check on them. You, know, you don't have to go in and give them a fucking hug for fuck's sake but just if you're one of those people that's not afraid of catching it and you're young and it doesn't matter to you go volunteer yeah yeah help out yeah go there's gonna be some volunteer opportunities for sure yeah so you know but but don't let this shit get you down don't fucking make this turn turn this into a fucking huge conspiracy bullshit thing just fucking get through these next few weeks of us fucking hanging out at home Watch some fucking Netflix, play some fucking games with your kids, whatever the fuck you got to do to get through it. And then we'll fucking hopefully when we get to the other side, things will be fucking cherry. Hey, for those conspiracy theorists out there, you have a couple of weeks or a month or so to come up with a great conspiracy theory about this whole entire thing. Keep it to yourself until this is all fucking over. Yeah. And then go ahead and, and then unveil it. Unveil it when we're all fucking safe. Unveil yeah. that shit. Because those conspiracy theories right now are hurting people. Yeah. They're killing people because they're listening to your bullshit. Yeah. Keep it to your fucking self. When this is over, write a fucking book. I don't care. Post it all over the fucking internet. I don't care. 
We'll discuss it on this show. Start a YouTube, start a YouTube channel. Yeah. When it's after, after this is over. But uh, yeah, this has been uh, which episode? One hundred and thirty. This is one hundred and thirty of the forty and slip. I don't fucking know people. You're asking the wrong person. Uh, Quarantine blues. I do believe it is one hundred and thirty. Uh, if you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a fucking comment. Subscribe. Check out our good friend, old Matt Knapp, over at youtube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads and Cryptid Tales. <clears throat> Check out us over at anchor.fm forward slash the 40 slip. No, they won't. And uh, to prove that they won't, my downloads have steadily gone down, 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 down. So, yeah. I Whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, you can check out old Phil Poling. He did his first midnight at the Oasis last night. <clears throat> After sure show comment coming. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash para breakdown. And as always, check out our good friend Dreadfun. Uh, and people, uh, I think Matt brought this up on the last show. If any time was a good time to commission Fred to do some work, now is the time. He's got his cons getting canceled. That's where he makes a lot of his money. Uh, you know, hit Fred up. YouTube.com forward slash Dreadfun. Dreadfun.com. Hit the man up. He does great artwork. Uh, he's done all the artwork for our show. And you can check out his stuff at the YouTube channel on his webpage. Uh, he's got stuff on, on Facebook if you can find him. It's Fred Dunn. Uh, He's always posting stuff. Instagram. Go fucking help out, Fred. That is my suggestion to you people out there. And check out our good friends over at uh, High Society Radio at GasDigitalNetwork.com. Unfortunately, I can't talk about it, but uh, we will not be able to have Bronx Johnny back on the show for quite a while. Some unfortunate incidents. But uh, we, I wish him well. I think he said uh, he should be able to at some point in time later on this year. But um, and I still want to get in touch with uh, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Chris from Brooklyn, because uh, I I think they canceled um, Skankfest South. So I don't know if that was what was holding him up from uh, that was keeping him busy from uh, being able to have me on the show. So. I'll see what he says, and we will go from there. We'll be back next week, maybe with a show about mentalism. Depends. Or not. Depends on what, what this quarantine has me doing over the course of the next seven fucking days. We shall see. But until then, see ya! <laughs>